Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming at you from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Fantastic guest today. We have actor, writer, comedian, Chelsea Don. Uh, sadly, another short episode uh, this week. We were recording this episode, and this one is one that had taken a while to get set up. And about half hour into it, my internet started to kind of crap out. And I knew that if I tried to plow through, we might lose the episode. So I made a decision to keep it a little bit shorter. So that way I can bring you a fantastic episode with Chelsea Don. Now, this was a fun episode for me because I there's a show on Hulu that I absolutely love called Difficult People. Difficult People. I think it's probably the funniest New York City-based comedy show since Seinfeld. Uh, and I, I truly believe it. It's Julie Klausner, Billy Eichner, just fucking ridiculous. It's one of Hulu, Hulu's best original shows. And so every Tuesday when it would air, I would just tweet about it, and Chelsea would always click like or respond or say something. Uh, so eventually I got the courage and asked if she would come on the show, and she said yes. Uh, it took some time to make it happen. We finally did. I'm so glad it did. Uh, Chelsea's a accomplished actor and writer. She's in The Growlings. She has this, a really great web series called Wheels that I should have watched before we did the interview, but I didn't get get to. Uh, I just watched a bunch of them, but the one I was watching with uh, Kether Donahue, who she is a friend of, which we talked about in the episode, from uh, possibly my favorite show on right now, You're the Worst. So that was really cool. Really, really funny stuff. What a, It's a really cool premise, which we'll talk about in the episode. Uh, but Chelsea is just a wonderful working actor, writer, comedian out in L.A., so if you're, like, a casting director, hire her, uh, but you should go back and watch the episode of Difficult People when uh, Julie and Billy go to New Jersey. She's one of the, she's a character in that episode, which is actually one of my favorite episodes of that series. It's fucking, God, that show is so funny. Um, but more on to Chelsea. You should uh, check check out her website, ChelseaDon.com. She's got Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, Instagram, you could find all of her work, her bio, resume, all that stuff on her amazing website, Chelsea Don with two ends dot com. We'll put all the links in the show notes on courttimeparts.com. Uh, also, I was just recently a guest, Sip and Shine podcast, which, uh, past guest, uh, Carrie Rebecca had me on her show a while back and then she finally aired and it's fucking awesome. It's kind of like the Tonight Show of podcasting. I hope she's okay with me saying that, but it's fun. We play games. It's 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 different than this. Uh, it's really fun. Uh, we did a Mad Libs, which I absolutely just love. So please check that out. That would mean a ton. As always, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff, uh, which all on the website. And I don't know anything else. Uh, and anyone, I just want to say thanks to anyone who had reached out after the uh, our in vitro viralization episode i never had an episode that got that much feedback and it was all positive so thank you and victoria slash my pregnant wife is doing well for everyone who even asked about her that was really sweet means a lot all right well uh let's uh, get to it let's chat with revel and friends is part of courts and parts a podcast network featuring pop culture tv and movie podcasts check out our other shows that popped this live talking shondaland we got five and tv ate my brain at courtsandparts.com the hog, the hog, you never thought that hip hop would take it this far. Now I'm in the limelight, cause I rhyme tight. Time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid Debris. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Bump, Star, Ski. 
God. So the, I first found out about you, obviously, because um, you're probably on like one of my favorite episodes of uh, Difficult People. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah. I fun working on that show. It was amazing. It, but you're LA based. Do they film that in New York? Uh, yeah, I'm actually based in LA, but they film in New York. So mm. I flew to New York to shoot the episode. Uh, I lived in New York for six years and went to NYU. So okay, yeah, yeah. I, I still work in New York a lot, but yeah. I am based in LA. How, um, but so they actually filmed that in Jersey. That those scenes. They didn't. We actually um, we filmed in Queens and in oh, the yeah. Bronx. Oh yeah, it's the same thing, right? So, you can make it look Jersey. Arthur Avenue. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was um, was great, but I didn't know that I was supposed to like go get some Italian food, like find, like track down a cannoli or something while I was mm-hmm. there. Yeah, uh, I, did, I just learned that about that recently. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. So where where do you uh, hail from? Are, did I think I read online you're like Jersey slash Philly area? Exactly. Yeah, I'm from Voorhees, New Jersey, which is right next to Cherry Hill, 20 minutes outside of Philadelphia. So. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Girl. Yeah, yeah. My wife's from um, uh, Bloomfield, New Jersey, but it's like okay. the opposite side of your state. Yeah. It's yeah, like a whole different North. state within itself. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We're not all like the Jersey Shore, despite what some people might think. And the episode, but yeah. um, <laughs> I don't think we do much to uh, change that stereotype, but it was a blast to, to get to play it. No, yeah, it, I definitely uh, met family members and uh, things like that more. I, too many. It was like too realistic. Like that show, Difficult People. Too, too, too real. It was like too real. But <laughs> I, I think that's like of all the, sh- the shows, like the New York comedy shows, like shows, comedies. Like a, a sitcom based in New York City, and it's a comedy. Besides, like it, I think it goes like Seinfeld and Difficult People are like my two favorites. Like it's super fucking funny and just like real quick joke per minute. And like Tulu, yeah. like which doesn't get, they don't have as much a good original program, or they're not known for it. But I think they're just kind of new. I think they're getting yeah. footing, and um, I feel like Difficult People is getting some nice like attention yeah. for them, which is which is great. I've heard and I agree. Like I. I love the show also. I feel like it's kind of embarrassing how big of a super fan I've become of the show. Um, I didn't know it at all before I got cast, and then I just yeah. like flew through the entire first season, and I've been watching the second season, and I mean, I love it, and it was just so so great to be a part of it, because it's really a fantastic show, in my opinion. Were you a fan of like Julie Klausner and like um, Billy Eichner before that? Uh, I didn't really know Julie. I knew Billy from Billy on the Street, and I liked him, of course, from that. So I was excited to work with him and excited. I I looked up Julie after I got cast, and she has such an impressive just resume of comedy writing and then also just being a woman and and making her own vehicle and making it happen for herself. Really inspiring. So it was great to be able to work with somebody that really carved out their own career like that. She's one of those people, like, you might not know her name, but, like, she's been on a t- ton of comedy podcasts, but, like, her name's on everything that I love. Like, there's that, like, scene of comedians that we love, and uh, yeah. that I like, that, like, whatever, but, like, she's always pops up on there. Uh, so I, I was stoked. Like, I, her podcast is really good. The How Is Your Week? I know. I haven't listened to it yet, which is, I, I really need to do that, because everybody seems to think it's amazing, and yeah. uh, I'm sure I'd like it. Yeah, and I, I knew Billy more from um, just uh, Park, his last season on Parks and Rec. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't really watch Parks and Rec. I I, I skipped over that one somehow. (laughs) But I love Amy, of course. um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget Amy Poehler. She, like, uses it or something? So, yeah, um, she produces, the exec produces the show and was really influential in getting the show to Hulu and and making it happen. And she's just obviously another incredible female role model. the best, right? You know, in terms of, you know, just doing it, creating your own work and, and making it happen. She's just also the sweetest person in the world, which is unusual, but she really, really is. Yeah. She's oh, that's so, so, great. so nice. Yeah. So you're, you're also a stand up too, which I think I was stoked about. Yeah, I did stand up in New York. Um, I, I haven't honestly done stand up in a few years, but it's always going to be something that I can kind of go in and out of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, of course. My grandmother was a stand-up comedian in the Borschfeld in the Catskills. Really? Yeah, from the 70s to 90s. Really? Um, grandmother? Yeah, my grandmother. Wow. Mom. What was yeah. her name? Sherry Mann. Yeah, I don't know that era very well. but like okay. the- She was kind of one of those working comedians that That's never amazing. really got the name recognition, but made a career as a, as a stand-up comedian. And, and as a woman in that day and age, so she's, she's I know, right? Like we talk about that now in 2016, but you're yeah. in the 70s and the Catskills is like, holy yeah. shit! Yeah, no. So she's my inspiration for sure in in pursuing this career at all, and I think I get a lot of my sense of humor from her. And so I wanted to do stand up just to say like that I did it, kind of to honor her. And yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. What was your like circuit in New York? Were you performing like the around that area? I did uh, Caroline's Eastville. Um, that was pretty much where I was at. I took a class uh, that I don't know if she still teaches in New York, but it was an amazing class by Linda Smith, and she's affiliated with Caroline's Comedy Club. And so I worked with her on my my set in the class for you know I think it was like eight classes or something like yeah. that. Yeah. In the end, we got to perform at Caroline's, and I really needed that personally because I yeah. got in my way a lot in terms of the writing. And then, luckily, um, my show went really well, and so Linda ended up calling me to do a few shows after that, and so that was kind of what got me started. Yeah, so you got on stage and then went back. <laughs> it's like it's, yeah, I went, that I went back. That fucking terrifying. I, I, I know. I um, One time... I was doing a show at Caroline's and I like, you know, I didn't even really perform for that long. And so I was super new and, uh, all of a sudden Daryl Hammond decided that he was gonna, he was just going to do his set that day. So I was like in the wings waiting and, you know, he's allowed to just butt in whenever he wants. So I was supposed to be the next comedian and he like went in front of me. So I was like, great. Now I get to go after Daryl. <laughs> How do you even follow that up? Yeah, not at all intimidating, but it, it ended up going fine, and uh, he was really nice, and it, it was a great opportunity doing it, and I might return, but now I'm working on more, like, sketch writing and improv. Yeah, are you more, like, behind the scenes and acting? Um, I, actually, both. I created my own series called Wheels, which... Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I was reading about in your site. More episodes in the can that we need to shoot. And um, so I've been working on that, and I, I'm at the Groundlings out oh. here, studying at the Groundlings, so I'm about to start the lab level, which is the first major writing level okay. at Groundlings. Yeah, so. like, yeah, and then the Groundlings is, like, legendary for everyone that I've ever loved came out of there. 
Like before yeah. there was a US uh, before UCB was a thing, like years yeah. before. Yeah, it has that like old school uh, comedy SNL roots that are that are kind of great. And even you know down to um, Stephanie Courtney, who's Flo, the progressive girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I knew she that. was a member at Groundlings as well. And I, up until I want to say not that long ago, just recently stepped down. So they they have all kinds of incredible alumni Everyone. Say over there. Yeah, yeah. even I, still. I was talking to someone on here who like interns at the Growlings. Um, oh really? Sophia Benoit. I don't know if she's still there or not. It but, sounds familiar. I'm she's, sure. And she told me that that the progressive girl was Growlings. I was like, oh. And my head, I'm like that girl or the woman who like got the progressive commercial. That is like the deal of a lifetime because it's like I know that thing has been on forever. It really is, but it's kind of she's another person that's just so amazingly grounded and an incredibly open, warm person, and she was in the game for a long time, which yeah. I can honestly relate to. And so when she kind of cashed that golden ticket, I think everyone that was surrounding her was like, "You go, girl!" You know, that's awesome. <laughs> She really deserved it. Yeah, your your industry is so uh, different. Like I have like a set paycheck, and like I I need that. But I, I'm so much yeah. admired for people who I like need that too. Yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah I, you know, you have to make sacrifices when you have a dream like this, and it can be really really challenging when you get very very close multiple times and don't get it. Yeah. Or, you know, I've been doing this professionally for since 2008 um so for years and you know it's slowly but surely you build yeah relationships with people and hope that that leads to more work yeah definitely hard and success there's no like real true definition for anyone for success because i guess everyone like people who don't know anything about it you just think oh movie star brad pitt i'm like well there's one brad pitt but there's a lot of people who like work that you'll never know their names and that's there's no formula and there's no one no rules there's, you know, somebody could move to L.A. tomorrow and go to the first audition and then take off and that's it for them. And then other people stay in it for a long time. And I just scour the Internet for those stories, like people that, like, made it late and stayed in the John game. Ham. Yeah, Alice and Janney, you know, like like just people that are phenomenal. And yeah, legendary. Cranston, too. Brian Cranston. Yeah, Cranston. I mean, he was a, a working actor, I mean, so. But to, to get to the, ne- the level that he is now. Yeah that age I think was a real it was amazing to be able to see that transition I and mean, I loved him on Malcolm in the Middle and like Tim Watley on Seinfeld and I think he was always like that's who I'll be forever and I'll work and I'm happy yeah. and then Breaking Bad came around and just fucking blew the doors open for him yeah, yeah what it, a what an opportunity that, I love that whole I love that uh, Vince Gilligan's cool but I love that because um, like, I am a true believer that most comedians could do drama but not yeah. all dramatic actors can do com- comedy which Agreed. I think the perfect example is Johnny Depp in Mordecai yeah. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> which I, I, didn't, I gotta say I didn't say no no I don't think anyone did I, just, <laughs> not, I, I didn't run to the theaters for that one so. <laughs> just, I, I, I was on a plane flying back from Italy and had the chance to watch it and still decided not to <laughs> I was like and that's mm-hmm. what I'm most generous about movies yeah. I'm like you know what for a plane movie that was phenomenal yeah that, I was like not even gonna bother I yeah. couldn't save it I loved how um, Vince uh, Mc, Vince Neil uh, Gilligan used like uh, Bill Burr and uh uh, Huel, the guy, I forgot his name, but he used like a, he always like threw a lot of comedians in there and break yeah. that, which I, I just love when that shit happens. I think it's the most fun thing when you see a comedian doing like a little bit outside of what they're allowed to do. 
Yeah, I think it's just so exciting as an actor whenever you get to have a range of performances and, and flex different muscles. And Yeah. You know, we always say it's kind of cliche to say, but, like, I want to do the kind of work that scares me. So every time I do something new, if there's something about it where I'm like, oh, am I going to be able to do that? I'm like, I probably should. Because um, that's how you grow as an, as an yeah. actor. I think we're constantly chasing for that. And, and now in this weird content-driven society where there's just so much out there, uh, yeah. which is good. And I, I think it's good, but it's probably good and bad for, like, actors because it's, like – but you kind of, like, have to create your own to make your name. But I, I was looking at your site, and you um, you have a web series coming out. I was hoping we could talk about Wheels. Look, the idea of the premise, I don't know if you could explain it, is yeah. so fucking perfect. Like, it makes so much sense that you guys would uh, – you should tell people what it is first before yeah, I Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, uh, thank you. Um, so I started this web series called Wheels a little bit over a year ago. We actually premiered the first season. Um, unfortunately, it's taking a little bit longer to get the next episodes out. But basically, it's a show about a rideshare company called Wheels, and I'm the driver, and each episode is a single ride from that day. Mm. Um, and we just love the concept because obviously it's topical with everyone taking mm-hmm. everything these days, but also gave us the opportunity to introduce different characters every week and really hone in on kind of one ridiculous scenario and then built into the uh, script and each episode is just a little bit about me and my personal life that I've, I've drawn into the show. Um, in the pilot, I don't know if you got a chance to watch it, but there was uh, a breakdown that m- my manager reads to me over the phone that was an actual breakdown that I had gotten. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. From, I know. My manager called me on the phone, and she was like, Chelsea, like, I, I got you in for Law & Order. I've been pitching you all day. Like, it's in, an incredible role. Like, I'm so excited. Check your email and confirm. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And I opened it, and the role, the, the first line was, um, slovenly lardass, fat because she sits in front of the TV all day eating pizza. <laughs> It's like wow, that's like nice. that's the role. That's what that's I can do. We were pitching all day, real, really, really working hard to get me in for slovenly lard ass. Um, so yeah, just stuff like that. You know, that I for, I don't I don't I didn't make this thought up. I forgot who I heard say it, but someone's like said that uh, like casting director is like the last per, is the last profession where you're allowed to be like uh not pc or racist or just say the most fucked up things about people and get away with it yeah. like no other job could i write that description about a human yeah, being exactly. and get away with it it's great but then <laughs> on the other side too it's like you know model like must be very fuckable yeah there's no like, there's no in between like, especially for women like you guys get what yeah yeah like the double standard for women it must be like all right you know we just need like a woman so make sure it's like megan fox type for this like exactly. cadaver yeah. <laughs> or, or something like that. And it, it it sucks. And then, well, I mean, like, those, like, what's, I don't know, what was it this year with CBS? Their lineup was just, like, all white dudes. And it was, like, again, it was a typical Kevin James with a really younger, attractive wife yeah. that would never talk to him in their life. Or whatever it is. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. watch any of those shows. I don't either. Uh, yeah, it's just like. <laughs> I feel like a TV snap. Yeah, should know, but yeah, yeah. Well, unless you're getting called in for it, then maybe don't even yeah. look, check it. 
Yeah, I yeah, usually check it out, but. but but yeah, but like I like the idea of wheels, like you said, like just to have the idea of like uh, the rotating cast, and it's so topical. Like, and I mean, I've never used Uber or Lyft. I mean, just because I own never a- used Uber or Lyft. No, I just like I own a car, and I just oh, okay. Well, there you go. I live in city, but I guess I still use it. Yeah, I just I don't know. I never never need. And I don't I actually don't drink really. So for me, that's usually the reason. All my friends who use it usually because it's booze related. Like this. Yes. So, I mean, I'm, it's very common, but it's like enough people know what it is without, you know, a new enough idea. Yeah. So I think that's um, super great. Um, so where, where, what, that's, you guys did one season of that? Like, yeah, we've only done one season. We have six episodes that we've written, and now it's just a matter of getting it produced, which um, <laughs> they're not super expensive to shoot. We, we really, you know, bare bones it as much as we can but we had a couple instances where we had bigger companies that were going to invest in it and and so then we kind of were putting our energy towards making that deal happen and then yep. it fell through so you know one of those scenarios but hopefully we'll get back around to uh to shooting them soon because i you know i i love them and and they're so fun and mostly i cast my friends um yeah and kether what Heather uh, Donahue was in an episode. Just one of my oh my god, uh, from You're the Worst. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and dude, she's fucking. Uh, she's amazing. Great on that show. Oh my god, she's incredible and and so also inspiring because she's you know been been chipping away at this whole business for a while and I'm so so proud and excited for her. It's been amazing to get to watch her on the show and now just got picked up for its fourth season yeah which is super exciting so it's great i just saw her on monday for her oh birthday. that's so cool it must yeah. be cool like to have friends like on tv but actually on good shows so it's not like hey no, you're not you know, it's funny because yeah. it's like yeah in the beginning like the first season we used to watch a lot of the episodes together and like sometimes i couldn't wait like i had to watch them before yeah she- yeah that's like, like a- she was like i'm like i'm sorry i just like i couldn't I, I really like season one. I thought it was good. Uh, I actually work in the mental health field, so when they did okay. that uh, depression storyline in season two, and now the PTSD stuff with um, uh, oh, yeah. Edgar, uh, yeah. I, I've never seen depression portrayed accurately on TV until that scene. And the scene with her and Lindsay, like I, I watched it with my wife, and we're like, first off, I'm like blown away, and then she like leans over, she's like, that just fucking blew away the best shell test. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Right? I know. What a no, it is. It's so great. The second season definitely delivered. My mind. And then uh, right now they're killing it on season And two. they're just killing it. And and it's so great. And everybody that works on that show, is, they're also just awesome, great people. And it's so nice to get to see that. Like when good stuff happens for good, good people, people, Yeah. It's, it's really, really great. That's that's awesome. So what's that yeah, process she, like? Heather what? actually put me on tape for um, Typical People. Uh, no way! <laughs> oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, because they is- cast out of New York, so my manager just um, asked me to self-tape, basically, for the role. And Heather came over, and we put it on tape, and they sent it to New York, and then Julie saw it, and... The rest was history, I guess. Yeah, that's pretty great because I, I I love all those people you just uh, you just named off, and um, yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, see, I'm like one of those. I love seeing diversity within television, like, um, and there's just 
I so I, like it's like such a typical dude. I never knew what the best shell test was until like my wife told me until like a year ago. It's like yeah. I never pay attention, and she's like, you know, it's just when two women characters are on screen talking to each other, not about a man. And of yeah. course, I was like a dick about. It. I was like, that happens all the time. And, and then, then you once you start look, to pay attention, you're like, holy shit! There's a lot of men on TV. <laughs> I know. That's why it's important when like Jessica Jones like kicked fucking ass. Oh yeah. And then it was just the quality. And then when they announced things like they're only going to use like female directors for season two, I was like, that shit's so important. Yeah. It's so good. They, they really actually, I don't know if you saw it, it was going around Twitter for a while, but there was that list of like shows that are great, but like don't hire or just shows in general that don't, didn't hire female directors. Oh, I. Past year and Difficult People was on it. Really? It went like nuts. I didn't like, think it would be. Well, it's because uh, there's really only one director for the. Oh, yeah, because sometimes that stuff like, yeah, so they only have the one director who does the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that makes sense. So like, yeah, they keep it as like a through line that way, so it makes more sense that yeah, you know it's not just like them being like, oh, we don't want to cast, you know. We don't. I mean, it, it Julie created the show, obviously. Yeah, they have a it's very female driven, but. Jeffrey Walker has done um, all the episodes. Uh, so. Yeah, because yeah, sometimes yeah. that does happen. Like sometimes I think there's that my criticism of people who like with diversity, like like and then like a show like Difficult People or like Masters of None that does that they do something uh, different, and then yeah. they find people that get nitpicky. And like with Difficult People, like that instance, it's like, well, that wasn't. This is it's, it's not sexism. It's just one person did all of them. Yeah. And it's just like a yeah, stylistic or like classic yeah. choice. And, and difficult people was what now what two seasons and it's like twenty episodes tops. Yeah, exactly. So I think seventeen episodes or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then like a show like like I love all the CW shows, but like a show like Arrow that is like twenty three episodes and they rotate directors every single episode. Like they, you know, like most sitcoms, like they rotate directors. That, but I mean, they rotate writer. You know, like yeah. they. It's, yeah, it's just kind of the way that it works, but it's funny how people can, like, rally behind something. And Yeah. You know, I like, mean, obviously all for, like, women being hired in all sectors. Yeah, yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be an issue, but it totally is. Yeah. But I think now, like, with the internet and, like, the way uh, uh, just, uh, the technology is changing, like... It, we, there's more chances like uh, Jessica Jones is on Netflix which is technically not cable and like all the yeah. like, people were flipping out this year over the Emmys for the more because it was so much more diverse than the Oscars which was great but yeah. all the shows that were really I thought unique like the Transparents and the Masters oh of None like my favorite show yeah I need to watch I don't have Amazon Prime it's so good just I, get it it's worth it I, yeah I'm, I'm going to because I, 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 I want to see the Tig Notaro show really bad Oh yeah, I good. started it and I and I have to. Have it's super to... sad. Yeah, I was the the first episode was yeah kind of sad and yeah. then I, just, I but I, I have a meeting to go back to it. She's so great. Yeah, and so but, but then it's like but all the like the really progressive shows that I felt were all on streaming platforms and not cable, like because basic <laughs> cable is still. I think that that's really what is is kind of being the game changer because. These smaller, you know, online-based or subscription-based, uh, app-based shows, um, they're able to take more risks. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and that's been paying off for them in a major way. And, and I think that the networks kind of have to catch up to that. 
which is sort of exciting. Yeah, I, I think that part of it is, it is kind of exciting to see. Uh, like, I and I I, I want to see that change. Like, I just watched Luke Cage, and like it was just a great show, and it just happened yeah. to be the most diverse cast I think I've ever seen. Not even I don't, I don't think there was like two white people in the entire show, and it yeah. was just so fucking good. But you'd never see that in NBC or ABC or like. They just don't they're, take... They're working towards it. I think we're, yeah. we're slowly breaking... It's getting it. there. Yeah. Except yeah. Everything except CBS. <laughs> exactly. But I think they'll, that's what, they'll catch up. Yeah. Which is, it's nice to see. But then, I'll, you know, it's when it's important like when you have like uh, difficult people because then there's more roles and then the yeah. roles are there. So it, it is from the top up. Like you give more women creators or more women driven and then it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, I mean, the more we can keep like putting that pressure out there that like this is what we demand to see uh, I think that we're going to really see a, a big shift which which is awesome so like uh, you said you had to like bring this to companies and stuff so it's yeah. that sounds really fucking hard and so I'm so interested by that with acting because like acting is one skill set but then selling a TV show is a whole nother skill set so how did you have to prepare for like turning around and doing sales um, you know, I, I also kind of work on the side. I've worked as a, an assistant for ah, um, nice. many years, just as like kind of side gig, a freelance assistant business. And so I, ha- I definitely have that side of my brain that can mm-hmm. turn on the organizational skills and, and be really resourceful with that kind of stuff. So I think that was an advantage. I mean, obviously it didn't ultimately end up paying off the way we hoped it would, but that was one advantage that, you know, I really did reach out to a lot of people um, and try and get as many people to see it as possible, which yeah. I, I still don't claim to necessarily have succeeded at that, but you know, I, we definitely put it out there and I think it was a good exercise energetically just to feel like you're putting something out for yourself yeah and and to put some energy there uh instead of waiting around for somebody to give you that big break Mm -hmm. Uh, i think that really fueled us a lot so um well it's not coming your big break no one's gonna hand you shit exactly this is the reality of it like every field it's just it sucks no there's very few people and none deservingly get that random just handed to them but and half the time it's like, you know, the overnight success when you when you break down the years. Yeah, you know, ten I mean, years of... Yeah, you know, and, and everyone's just like, oh, they just popped out of nowhere overnight. But it's like, I guarantee, even if that person didn't create their own show, yeah. they've been pounding the pavement for a, for a long time, in most cases. Yeah, I mean, you must, like, see that now, because, like, you're, if you're at Growlings or, like, in L.A., like, just, like... You must like watch TV and be like, oh, I remember that person. Oh, I remember that person. It's actually starting to get creepy. It's like every. <laughs> it's day not fun. It's not because I kind of heard that like I one of my I have this amazing acting coach in Philadelphia named Elizabeth Bartlett, and I remember talking to her about that like very early on before I went to NYU. She was like, "There's going to be a time when you're going to like go to the movies, you're going to watch TV, and like you're going to see someone you know in everything." Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, probably not. And now it really is. Like, I can't, 
I can't see anything without knowing somebody or having some connection to. That's what, you know, did you go to uh, the Tisch School of Arts? I did. Yeah, I went to Tisch. So you must have like alumni. That alumni class must be the celebrity because I think I've read that Tisch or NYU has the highest rate of like celebrity grads of any school. Like more celebrities have gone to NYU than any other college in, in the world. Um, probably. I I was like one of those people that wanted to go to NYU Tisch my whole life. So it was yeah. Like a- dream school for me and it, it ended up being an incredible experience but yeah. I think that 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 is true maybe I, I don't know the exact stat but there are a lot of successful people that have come out of NYU and and that's probably one of the best things about going to that school is being out here and having that network mm-hmm. uh, of people from Tish and of so many people that are working and are kind of you know killing it like Miles Teller uh, I went to Tish with him. Damn. We made a movie where he played my husband. Oh, really? It's pretty funny, yeah. Um, and he's killing it. Clearly, I mean, he he's like the prime example. But I, you know, I have other friends that are on Rosewood and um, Brian McElhaney and Nick Kocher, who graduated in my class, are now writers on SNL this season. Damn. So, you know, there's some great great stuff happening that I graduated with, which is really exciting to see. And I like to think a part of the whole like company you keep, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, theory and, and just to give, gives me courage to, to stay in it for sure. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, So what were your, like your influences growing up, like comedy wise? Um, when I was a kid, I was like, sickly obsessed with Adam Sandler like early yeah. Adam Sandler Billy Madison had yeah. Yeah. I, it just that humored me even though it's like so you know can be crude like fart humor but I, I, I loved it loved it so yeah. much um, and so I always said when I when I first started acting I was like oh it's my dream to be in a movie with Adam Sandler you know, I wish I could go take a time machine and be with it, be in a movie with Adam Sandler, circa like 2009. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm, maybe the newer ones were like. Eh. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'll take but, the job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm not. I won't turn anything down, and it would, it would definitely be a trippy, uh, you know, trippy situation to to have the opportunity to work with him. But yeah, Adam Sandler early on um, was probably the biggest comedic influence other than my my grandmother who was who's just like my my little in-house family comedian when we, my brother and i were younger i don't know what year this is my brother's a little older uh, my dad is a huge like just super cheap so he would always get us cds from the library because instead of buying things and uh-huh. For whatever reason, they didn't have the parental advisory sticker or is covered on uh, Adam Sandler's They're All Gonna Laugh at You. Oh, so yeah. First yeah, comedy album I've ever heard. And I'm pretty, I'm 32 now, so I don't know what year this is, but I'm pretty young to hear this. And yeah. I remember just like hearing Tollbooth Willie and my, with oh, my, my brother God, <laughs> and just like crying my eyes out because I've never heard those words. I'm like, oh my God. And like, they're like, my dad can't know about this. I think we got in trouble because they caught us listening to it because we were just laughing so hard. Like, like in yeah, tears. And I too. Yeah, and I and I, I and I've like some pe- friends with people I work with are younger, and like they only know the Adam Sandler from now. And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like there was a time when he was like king. Like yeah. he had like four or five solid movies in a row. Like Billy Madison, um, oh, Happy Gilmore, Singer, 
Lil uh, Nicky. Oh, wedding and wedding singer still holds up. Even like Lil Nicky. Still holds up. Big Daddy, in my opinion, still holds yeah, up. Yeah, a lot of that stuff. And I even loved uh, Punch Drunk Love. I thought he did a really good job on that. I gotta say, I, I have to revisit Punch Drunk Love because I remember when I watched Punch Drunk Love, I left with like world's worst migraine. Oh yeah, so then I kept watching it, and I was like trying to figure out the pieces. I was trying to rationalize what was happening, and I just could not put together a storyline, and I just felt brain hurt. That's fair. <laughs> after I watched, but uh, that Those was SNL years were the best. So, uh, oh, awesome! Yeah, it looks like my internet's kind of slowing down. Um, so, um, well, thank you so much for doing this. Is there anything we missed? And uh, if not, where can people find you uh, online? Uh, people can find me um, at Chelsea Don on Twitter. I'm really to get into the Twitter game. Uh, I don't know how I'm doing, but You're it's killing fun it. so far. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, follow me on Twitter and ChelseaDon.com. I usually post updates there. And um, thank you so much for having me. This is, this is a lot of fun.